live-serving communication. Learning these methods empowered my ability to communicate. I see now that really bringing it back to observation rather than a judgment, it gives us something that we can work with. You, yeah. you said it earlier. So if I accuse her of doing something, she might not agree with me. But if I just keep it as an observation, then there's not very much room for disagreeing. Personal cultivation. Maximum growth. Follow Pan on social media. Scan the code and schedule your free assessment today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest today calling in from Arizona is Michelle Faust. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be with you. Well, we're excited to have you here. Nicole's going to read a short bio of information so the audience has an opportunity to hear a little bit about you, and then we're going to get into the real juicy stuff. Yeah, Michelle Faust is the founder of Lemonade Legend, a company offering both print and media exposure through her anthology series, digital magazines, a publishing house, podcasts, virtual stages, and legendary leaders TV. Her mission is to create the largest storytelling distribution network globally to give women a voice share their stories and elevate them above the conventional noise. There is power and healing in storytelling and Michelle's platforms celebrate the voice of women who have tackled lemons and created unique versions of lemonade opportunities. She is passionate because of her own storytelling and has witnessed the healing, growth and impact that happens when women share their stories. It's an opportunity to give back by inspiring others to stand in their strength and join a community of sharing spaces. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. I just love that, you know, your, your theme there, making lemonade out of lemons, right? And what better way to do that than to express it in a book, in a magazine, on a podcast, and all those other things that you're doing, right? Yeah, you know, I'll admit it's a little cheesy, but it it it, <laughs> it just nails it on the head, really, um, with, with everything I do. And it's so understandable. It's so, people get that. And um, so I get to play around. I have lemons all over my house. I wear yellow. I mean... <laughs> I play it up big. <laughs> well, that's that's good. I mean, that's your brand. You better play it up good, right? <laughs> exactly. So, but, you know, I mean, it has a natural ring to it. You know, the lemonade stand, you know, and, and stand. You know, it's women standing in their power. Yep. Right? And that lemonade, you know, sometimes it can be sweet and sometimes it can be sour, right? Exactly. You and know, sometimes you can adjust the uh, recipe to, you know, what works for you. Um, but, but I think you made a good point because the lemonade stand, it, it means so many different things to so many different people. I get asked a lot, how'd you come up with that name? And for me, it was um, community because you can picture, you know, the neighborhood, Fathers mowing their lawn, you know, kids out riding their bike, you know, and they all kind of hover around the lemonade stand and cool off. And 
And so the community was a big thing. And obviously, of course, the lemon to lemonade story. <laughs> the other thing was that, you know, Lucy and the Peanuts uh, character, you know, she put a sign out, the doctor is in. And because there's so much mental health around your story and coming to peace with it and, and understanding who you are. So that resonated. And now you just gave me a new one. Women standing in their power. Oh, <laughs> well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, that's beautiful how you, how you stated that because it's, it's so true. It can have so many different meanings and finding new meanings all the time, you know, and, and it does give that sense of community and that fun time and those happy times together, you know, in community. And so I really love what you do, you know, in your collaborated books, you know, with people, you know, coming together with their stories, because a lot of times people want to get their stories out there, but it's like write a book, they like freak out, right? It's yeah. kind of like getting on a stage, they freak out. But if they can just make one chapter, it's yeah. not so it's not so difficult and it's not so challenging and it's not so intimidating, right? But it gives them that first little confidence boost. And then they're working with another group of women. You know, share a little bit how that works when you're working with women who kind of experienced a lot of things. And then, and also, you know, bringing in that part with the, the mental state, you know, and sometimes that comes from abuse and it comes from, you know, it's just so many different variables. Can, can you kind of weave that together for the audience into how that impacts in what you do in all the different avenues that you take people? Yeah, and yeah, everyone has their own reason for wanting to share. Um, I know I had my reason for wanting to share uh, in, in the beginning, and, and this was what I found. I said, well, if I can't find how to share my story, I'm going to create how to share my story. And in the process, I, I discovered so much. So we're, we're gearing up on book three right now, and here's are some of the common things that I'm finding. First of all, the women don't know each other in the beginning. I mean, some might know one or two, or three, you know, they may have referred someone, but the group as a whole, they're coming together really as strangers. And, but in, in the end, you know, it, it is community and they, they're, they're lifelong friends because I've created a safe place for them to share and to be vulnerable and raw. And, it, so it, the dynamics of what becomes the group is, is really amazing. And so every time, and I, I, I'm seeing it again now that I'm on the third anthology, people will say, I just finished writing my letter to my lemon. I got to back up. I have people write a letter to their lemon because first you really have to identify, you know, what that lemon is. Uh, where are you at with it? You know, have you forgiven it? Are you still angry? You know, where are you emotionally? And writing a letter to you, Lemon, really puts a lot of things in perspective. And I get comments back like, wow, I had no idea till I sat down to write the letter. Really, where my head was at. Uh, new thing came to the surface. I remembered things I never remembered before. Um, so that all by itself is pretty amazing to witness women going through even that level of transformation. 
Um, but we all work together. No one has to be a, a, a fantastic writer because we have an editor on board. Um, we help each other, we support each other. My editor gets them started on uh, getting the flow and the development in the story. And so that in the end, we had this truly great, great uh, product being a, a book of wonderful stories. Um, they're inspiring. They uh, are meant to be supportive of other women who might be in their same shoes. Um, for instance, if it pick one out of the, the air, if, if, if it's a spousal abuse situation, people think they're going through it alone. Amazing that they do. The people, when they're in the middle of it, think they're going through it alone. And when they read somebody else's story, it's like this huge weight off of their shoulders in the sense that I am not alone. I have a community out there. I have somebody I can connect to about that. Well, that makes perfectly good sense. It's so true. When when you're in the midst of, of that heat and disillusion and, you know, I mean, there's so many emotions and so much that goes on during that point. It's like, you know, can anybody see where I'm at? Can anybody, you know? you know, is everybody blind, right? And, and you just kind of want to yell that from the mountaintop. But at the same time, it's something that you keep held inside, right? Out of shame or embarrassment, uh, pity, you know, all kinds of crazy things that this head, you know, puts puts out there. So to be able to be in a, in a group of women like that, because I know you deal mostly with women, you know, to find that I'm not so different from anybody else here. You know, sure. the faces and the places, that's the only thing that's different. And like you said, the weight that's lifted and then they don't feel so alone. They don't feel not good enough. They don't feel um, like something's wrong with me. So to be able to share that story and get that power out there. And we are in the midst of so many beautiful spiritual adventures happening now on all kinds of levels, right? You right. know, so you're working with the emotional and the mental things, which also impact the physical. So can you talk a little bit about when you're working with these women in the books and things, and if they write articles, you know, for your magazine, how it's changed their lives physically, not just mentally, emotionally, but physically, how has that made a difference? Well, I don't think you can separate physical and mental. I mean, one, they're so tied into each other. Um, so, I, you know, when someone is really working hard on their mental state, and let me tell you, when you're writing a story, you're working on your mental state. Um, and it almost follows suit that the physical state is, is lifted as well. You know, I'm not a physician. I don't, you know, I don't know all the, but I do know there's all those endorphins and <laughs> things that go on when you're feeling uh, depressed versus feeling enlightened or powerful. All that comes into play with your physical being. It's energizing. Um, it also, you know, I put it together as a trilogy because I'm a person of faith. I think at the same time, when you, when you weave in faith 
And for a lot of people, that faith can just be the universal energy or, or whatever that is for them. It really is kind of a, a trilogy that helps you transform. And you might ask the question next, well, why does it take talking about your story or sharing your story to get to that? My interpretation is that we all are a product of our past. We all have stories. They don't define us as people like to say, well, my, my past doesn't define me. But here's the thing, your past created who you are. It created the value system, your beliefs, your determination. All of those things come from your story, whether that story happened when you were four years old or 16 years old or 54. You know, I, meaning that really a story that really uh, develops, fully develops who and what you are and gives you your purpose can happen at any age for many of us when we're very young. So once you start to accept that, embrace it, and then here's the key. I don't care how much you think about it, pray about it, meditate about it. It's not until you write it down that it really takes shape and becomes a very, very powerful thing. Well, yeah, you're using all of your senses, right? Exactly. And, and you may be putting things down on paper because our, our mind plays tricks with us. We think we know exactly what the story is and it's whirling around in our head. But until you put it down on paper and try to make them flow, get some timelines together, things like that. And I see this happen over and over and over again because I've worked with hundreds of authors. When they put it down on paper, it takes on an entirely different shape and meaning than when you've just got it sitting in your head. Oh, yeah. It's like your thinking thoughts are way different from your yeah. speaking thoughts, right? When you can start to listen to what's going on in your head by talking to yourself out loud, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's it's crazy, right? It is, but it's so true. And I hear it from just about everybody that I work with, you know, those comments of, I had no idea. Um, I remember things that I completely blocked out you know, years ago, all those statements start coming out when I'm working with them um, that it, 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 it's common. I mean, it's like the common thread. I, and this is why I do what I do, because I've seen it so many times and the outcome is so positive that you just, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, I get excited. I want to get up and dance, you know. I want to shout out to the rooftop because that's how important I think it is for everyone. Even if you don't share, write down your story. Write that letter to your lemon. Write your story. You know, that is so true. And and you've always been passionate. I've known you for several years now. And and I think 
that's what makes you so successful. And that's why people actually gravitate towards you because of that excitement and that safe space, like you said, that you give them the opportunity to come together and collaborate with like-minded and not realizing, as you said previously, how alone you really thought you were and you're not. And again, that's another story, right? Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. So, but uh, what I was also going to say is it's a great stepping stone to writing your own book. So many people, they know they have a powerful story. They know they probably have way more than a chapter. But it's a process for many people. We're not all natural born authors. We don't always know the publishing process, which is more confusing than most people think. Um, and, and so you, it, you need, oftentimes for many people, they need that stepping stone, that little safe place to go, I can do this and feel a whole different level of empowerment. Oh, there's, there's nothing like taking that book when it becomes a number one bestseller. It's, it's like giving birth, you know? <laughs> well yeah I mean you got the growing pains and you've got the labor pains and you've got everything you know so the comparison is so close you know because it, it does have an incubation period as well mm -hmm. you know and just the thought of okay can I do this yeah no yeah no maybe but that little bit of encouragement and you are so good at that you know i've watched you in action and it's just like it flows so beautiful so finding your passion you know in what you love to do when you know out of, out of the the hundreds that you've spoken to have you seen new businesses arise just because they wrote that book I have, and quite a few. So I try to pick out some that I think are, are more important. Um, in one story, uh, um, I call her a young lady. She's in her 50s. <laughs> and uh, uh, she's had five divorces, which that's a lot. That's a lot for anybody at any age. But also, she comes from um, a Latin American culture, um, Catholic. Um, and she carried a huge, huge burden of, of shame. She wrote the book, totally released those, you know, the burdens of shame. And then she went on to think, you know what? I should be counseling women of divorce because I'm the authority in my space. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, she was established herself as the authority in her space. Um, you know, I also have, uh, actually, gosh, I have to like think about and pick out the super, super ones. We have, I have a grief and loss um, a chapter, a woman who had lost her husband, nursed her, lost her business too, because her husband uh, was in business. They were in business together. So she was like kind of lost everything. And so she started really uh, looking at becoming a grief and loss specialist. But, but at the time she entered into the book, she really didn't have anything established, but she came more and more convinced that she had a gift. So she did establish her business. 
she got certified and she also now has a full-time position as a chaplain in uh, a hospice uh, uh, company. So that was something that she wasn't anywhere close to that before. And she really discovered what her true calling was. Um, that's what I would say I see a lot is the discovery of true calling. The woman who wrote about suicide in her family, she is now going to be opening up a nonprofit and establishing um, far more uh, awareness uh, classes and resources and help for people who are at risk or families who have served as um, uh, or have had suicide in, in their family. So there's, there's a lot of spin-off that goes on. And, and the book not only establishes their authority, but we go through a whole marketing campaign of how to use the book to monetize, um, to monetize the book itself and to elevate you in your career in whatever it is you're doing. So that's all part of the uh, marketing package that we put together because it, it's both a healing process, but it's also an incredible marketing tool. Oh gosh, for sure. For sure. And you know, I've got a couple books that I've got ready to go. And so it's like, hmm, who do I know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And oh, thank you so much for sharing what you've shared because it it really is so uplifting. And that's what makes what you do so precious and so fulfilling and purposefulness for yourself, right? Yeah. And you know, to be able to watch that and, and you have your own podcast and Nicole and I have watched it on our podcast, you know, and she was doing one prior before and I had another show before and to watch people come onto the show, totally scared because they've never been in the face of a camera. And then all of a sudden here they are doing their own. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing to watch people blossom just because they had the opportunity and they stepped into it and embrace their power. And you have so many doors open for people to embrace that power. So what you're doing is just such a special thing. And I wanna thank you so much for this first conversation here. We're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna come back. And Nicole has some questions for you. Okay. Life-serving communication. Learning these methods empowered my ability to communicate. I see now that really bringing it back to observation rather than a judgment, it gives us something that we can work with. You, yeah. you said it earlier. So if I accuse her of doing something, she might not agree with me. But if I just keep it as an observation, then there's not very much room for disagreeing. Personal cultivation. Maximum growth. Follow Pan on social media. Scan the code and schedule your free assessment today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest, Michelle Falls, calling in from Arizona, has been sharing some absolutely wonderful things all about making lemonade out of lemons. So, Nicole, you've got some questions for Michelle, so take it away. 
You know, I do. And, and Michelle, it's great to listen to you to talk about, you know, the change, making something great out of something that can be awful and sour. And for me as a healer um, in aromatherapy and herbal medicine, I like to look at it as sometimes we need that kind of sour, bitter thing that we're avoiding to put that herb into our body to heal. And in that sense, we need that. We don't, we shouldn't avoid that. That just because it's bitter and yucky doesn't mean we need to throw a bunch of sugar in it, right? And kind of coat it and sugar coat it. Um, you know, it may sweeten our life up a little bit, but there are times that we kind of need that nature's medicine, so to say, you know, and in, to add that into our body so we can clear and cleanse and find our healing path. And in that, you find that. You know, lemonade is great. I love lemonade, you know, natural lemonade, going into my grandma's backyard, picking the lemons and just squeezing them in into the glass with some ice and mixing some water into it. And it's just so, it, it's, it's just refreshing. And it reminds me of that journey in sixth grade of being there, just that special time with my grandmother and finding that bonding and realizing that that little bitterness brought a lot of sweetness to my life. And, in that, I'd like to ask you in your life, what brought you through that path and that journey into change to say, you know what, maybe it was a dark night of the soul or you're in Phoenix that, you know, in Arizona, it makes me think of Phoenix. So that Phoenix rising from the ashes, right? What was that moment for you to say, you know what, I got this, I'm gonna move forward and I'm gonna share my story, other people's stories and bring that forward. So, Nicole, thank you for asking. I have to tell you that it is a very long, lifelong story, and I am not going to take up all the time on that right now. So I'm going to condense it so you can kind of get an understanding. And basically, the story starts from birth because I was born with a very, very severe hearing loss. So severe that no matter how many try times I tried hearing aids, they could never tweak it quite right. Um, they just did not, I couldn't function well with them. So I learned alternative skill sets uh, for communication, which is all great, but that didn't erase all the difficulties of growing up. You know, kids are mean, I felt stupid, I got bullied, you know, all these things occurred. And so growing up, growing into young adulthood, you know, I had like incredibly high self-limiting beliefs and, and self-doubt. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but somewhere deep down inside of me, I felt I was a very exceptional person. I don't know why. <laughs> I was fighting, I was fighting the demons at the same time I was saying, no, I'm a good person. I'm outstanding. <laughs> Very confusing time in my life. Anyways, I did get a job in uh, pharmaceuticals, which is a very tough, very competitive industry. But here's what happened. I had to use those alternative skills, meaning I had to be one-on-one, face-to-face -on -one, with my physician customers. I had to listen. I had to read their body language. So when they were getting irritated and needed to get in to see a patient, I saw that. And I would say, you know what, you're busy. I'll come back next week. Well, those are all little things that helped me to develop relationships over 20 years 
with these traditions. And I was an award-winning salesperson year after year after year. I still had this self-doubt. I still thought it was a fluke. <laughs> but it wasn't a fluke. I was good at what I did. Anyway, in pharmaceuticals, it's not, it, it's not an if, it's a when. Everybody eventually gets fired because it's the nature of the business. And by the time I did, it's just a devastating thing for me because people lose jobs all the time that I had fought so hard to overcome my disabilities to be as successful as I was. So this is where I really have to shorten up the story. I didn't want to go back into pharma. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I had to figure out what I was good at. And so through trial and error, I did a lot of things that I didn't like, like go to networking meetings, like getting on the phone, which is hard for me. All those things I did because I knew I had to. So at some point in my life, you know, after I had been doing that, I realized if I can do this, anybody can do this. So my story was, I need to tell women out there, men too, but I need to tell women out there that don't worry, you're a little bit overweight, you have a you know a certain disability. You have um, you you don't have a degree or schooling, but I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Because if I could do what I did, literally anybody on this earth can be successful if they put their mind to it. Wow, a hundred percent, right? A hundred percent because you took that past. And you said that, let me let that past and that trauma or the challenges of the past no longer be my trauma, be my pain, and let's create something, learn from it and say, okay, it's time to learn from it, right? And it's time to make it not that, that gritty, icky victim, but I'm going to make it a story so it can propel me. I can put myself on a platform and say, all right, I did this, so can you. What was that challenge in that moment that you uh, overcame, right? You're no longer stuck. How did you overcome it? And, and many of us stay in that victim or that sabotage, right? I use that, that uh, moniker, that the sabotage smasher, because I spent 32 years of my life sabotaging. So I'm great at it. <laughs> I am the champ. And so, so doing that, and I said, you know, hey, how do you make this pass? And when we forget our past and our history, we repeat it and we will repeat it again and again until we find that point to embrace it. And you go from that victimhood and you become a survivor, but you don't stay in it because it's when we survive that, you know, if we're a victim, we're constantly in pain and we don't know anything else. But when we're a survivor, we want to live and embrace that pain and get on our bullhorns and say and shout to the world. Well, if we do that and we start banging on everybody's door, nobody's going to listen, right? It's kind of chicken little. You're running around and the sky's constantly falling. Everybody get, people get tired of it. It's overwhelming. We want to move forward and gain that energy and be in that enlightened mood and bring everyone up. And now we are the mentor and we are sharing. And this is where if the last few years haven't taught us anything is to say, hey, we're all moving up. If you want to get on that bus, let's go. Let's move up together. Let's be successful together. And anytime you're ready to get a ticket and get on the bus, that's great. But, you know, let's prosper and move forward because we can't carry everybody on our shoulders. It's not our job. It's our job to teach them 
how to move forward and come up and that's successfully what you have done. And you were talking earlier about writing things down and I really believe that it's in that spell, this in order for it to be spell binding and to be in a sense magical in our life, we need to spell it out. It's once we start to write, it's the creation and the energy that flows into us in that point of writing to tell the story and then verbalizing it and opening our throat chakra to say, you know what, I can speak my truth, but in a way that others can listen. Because many of many people I find sometimes can tell a story, but they spend time not really talking about the key points that people want to listen. So someone like you can come in and maybe possibly help them share what is the what are those important parts of the story to make it magical instead of sticking in our pain and moving forward. And it's very lovely, it's very bright. And, and to share that and say, hey, there's truly a journey here, right? There's truly a purpose and we share that. And we do, we love sharing that on 360 is the empowerment of people's journeys and how it is empowering. So we can bring you up and share that with others and talking to people like you and saying, hey, how do you make lemonade out of this? How do you become the legend? And how do you move forward? And 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 sharing that in, in that making that the best, the best them or their best life or bringing them into the success. And and thank you so much for sharing that. It's it's just very important for people to say, hey, I've got a story to tell. We all do, but maybe sometimes we need to bring it to someone else. And 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 from my understanding, that's really what you do, right? Is is to say, hey, let me be the leader and hold your hand and bring you forward. And that is gotta be empowering for you, right? It is. I tell people I have the absolute best job in the world. I'm so grateful for it. And to what you just said, Nicole, I, I just want to say I, I believe everything that you said 100%. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a little to it because words do matter. And although for some people using the word survivor, victim, things like that really fits with them. But here's something I would challenge you to do is to always use more positive words. I like to say that in the end, what I discovered with my hearing loss is that the hearing loss was not the travest travesty, it was a gift. And if we change the way we think and the way we verbalize those things that we want that held us back, then we change the dynamics of what that is. Well said, very powerful, very powerful. And so, and so true to say that, hey, you know what? How do you speak that? How do you speak that truth into that positive change and allow um, the movement and the transition within your life and bringing that forward so you can bring the blessings and the abundance within your life. And we can sit here all day and talk about that. I love that. Very powerful. And you do that. You you are the word Smith here, right? And and changing and, and, and sharing that with people and how to change that. And I'm going to bring Beverly back in because I know we are, are going to get short of time here. So let me bring her back into the conversation. That's great because I love Beverly. Oh, well, we love Michelle too, right? And we love Nicole. So we love life, right? And you got to love lemons because lemons are all about putting that 
balance back into your system, right? You know what? It's perspective. Can you imagine if we all lived in utopia? That would get boring. Yeah, I was just going to say that would be pretty darn boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like sometimes you wonder, you know, because it's like when one domino falls, all of a sudden it's like, and you say, wait a minute, there can't be any more left, is there? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's been a, it's been such a pleasure having you here, sharing your story. I, you know, I've heard different pieces and parts of your story, but I always love your company, your energy, your thought processing, and again, your words of wisdom, because that's what we do here on 360 Wisdom Speaks. We have our guests share their wisdom and their expertise, and it's always an honor. So one more thing I would like to ask of you, though. Can you leave the audience with three tips that they can walk away from this show with incorporated into their life today to help themselves move maybe to a different level and become just that little bit better who they are today than they were yesterday? So I would say, write that letter to your lemon what I tell everybody. And here's the thing. Just write a letter. Be as mad. Be as happy. Be as whatever your emotion is. Because that's what helps you to purge that out. That's what helps you to determine where am I at? Do I still need to heal from this? Am I totally, have I given forgiveness? It will tell you more than you can believe. Write the letter to your lemon. Literally, dear lemon. I hate your gut, whatever it is. <laughs> that would be one thing. That would be one thing. The other thing is forgive. I don't care who it is you need to forgive, forgive them. Forgive yourself. Because if you carry that resentment, regret, it will eat you up. So forgive others, forgive yourself. The last third tip I would give is everywhere you look, everything you look at and every person you talk to, find one thing beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Now those are words of wisdom. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they are sweet lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you again so much for being here. And if the audience wants to get a hold of you, we have all of your stats attached to the video, attached to the audio, so they can reach out. So if you have a story in you, it's time to get it out. And what better place to go? Especially now, I have to throw this in. I'm still collecting authors for book number three. So oh, get well, See, there's your opportunity. And if you miss number three, there's always number four, number five, number six, right? And she's not going to quit. She's going to keep on trucking as long as there's people out there to tell stories. And there's a lot of people out there. So get in touch with her. Just seek it out. It's really easy to find her information. She's there for you. And again, thank you so much for being here, Michelle. Thank, thank you, Nicole, you. for joining us as well. Always a pleasure having you as a co-host. Everyone be the best you that you can be and go out there and make lemonade out of every lemon that crosses your path. Bye for now. Life-serving communication. 
Learning these methods empowered my ability to communicate. I see now that really bringing it back to observation rather than a judgment, it gives us something that we can work with. You, yeah. you said it earlier. So if I accuse her of doing something, she might not agree with me. But if I just keep it as an observation, then there's not very much room for disagreeing. Personal cultivation. Maximum growth. Follow Pan on social media. Scan the code and schedule your free assessment today.